0: Murder of the Perfect Victim Exposes Societal Failure to Protect Women Against Domestic Violence by Viola Chow. Having survived repeated beatings by her ex-husband, La Mo, a young Tibetan woman, was turning her life around when the unthinkable happened. On the evening of September 14th, the man she had divorced less than three months ago made a surprise visit to her home on the edge of the Tibetan plateau in southwestern China. He was carrying a knife and a bucket of gasoline. Tang Lu doused his ex-wife and set her on fire. Two weeks later, the 30-year-old mother of two died in a coma, with burns covering 90% of her body. The killing has led to a moment of reckoning in a country that has struggled to curb violence against women, despite rising awareness of domestic abuse and recent legislation to protect victims. The murder of Lam Wu, whose single-word name follows centuries of Tibetan culture, dominated social media for days, unleashing a torrent of grief and anger. I hope he gets sentenced to death, said a top comment on microblogging platform Weibo, echoing state media calls for harsh punishment for Tang. But as details of the circumstances surrounding Lao Mo's death trickled out in news reports, it became clear the killer's animus alone could not fully account for the tragedy. An examination of the events leading up to the deadly attack, based on Chinese news reports and an interview with the victim's sister, has revealed a disturbing pattern of institutional failures to protect women from their abusers. This has been enabled, in part, by weak law enforcement and a permissive view towards domestic violence. The details of Lan case, including the police's alleged refusal to intervene, despite her repeated calls for help, have prompted demands for more action from a government that has vowed to eliminate violence against women. A rising social media star. Described by her sister Dolma as a smart, outgoing woman, Lammo never finished primary school. She made a meager living in the high-altitude mountains of Nawa or Apa Prefecture in Sichuan Province, where earthquakes are frequent. In 2018, Lammo began documenting her life on Douyin the mainland Chinese version of TikTok. Her bright smile and rural lifestyle captivated city dwellers and earned her more than 200,000 followers. In one video post of Lamwo under an azure sky lip-syncing to a love song by a Tibetan band, she explained in the caption why her hands were cracked and dirty. I have the face of a 30-year-old, but the hands of a 50-year-old. Don't criticize me for the dirty hands. I use my hands to make money. When a follower asked, did you not wash your hands? Lam Wo's reply was blunt, no water. Lam Wo's works reflected a life which revolved around the seasonal harvests of changhua or notopterygium root, a bitter herb used in Chinese medicine to treat symptoms of a range of diseases, such as the common cold. During chiang huo season, she would spend days at an altitude of 14,000 feet with her father, a slight, quiet figure who sometimes appeared in her videos. They lived in makeshift huts in the wild. She cooked noodles, potatoes, and chan pa, a cereal-like Tibetan staple made of barley flour. She was, however, partial to a fast food adored by millions across China. In a video of an herb-picking trip in October 2019, Lam Wo showed off a self-heating meal of rice and pork which comes in a box with a chemical mixture that heats up when water is added. It was as luxurious as a big banquet in the city, she said in the video. I always feel so hungry in the wild. In addition to her father, Mo's sister and two sons made occasional appearances in her posts. But one person was notably absent, her husband. Family matters. For her followers, Lam videos were a source of tranquility and a welcome reprieve from their urban hustle. But her grace and good cheer masked the struggle behind the scenes. According to Dolma, her sister was 18 when she married Tang, a local Han Chinese resident. He had also dropped out of school and worked a series of casual jobs. After her marriage, Lam worked with Tang's family to run a tea house when she was not picking herbs with her father. It was not long after the marriage, before the beating started. Dolma, 34, began to notice injuries on her younger sister's body. But Lamwo was reluctant to talk about it, she said. She only told us when it was really serious. It was humiliating to tell others about it, Dolma said. It is like this over here. We felt it was not good to tell outsiders about our family matters. It was not good for the kids. So we never told others about it. Dolma said her widowed father was too scared to confront his younger, stronger son-in-law. She tried to talk Tang into stopping the violence without success. In fact, the beating seemed to be getting worse. According to Dolma, Tang hit Lam Won and dislocated her arm before he lost an online poker game one evening in March, when everyone was staying home because of the coronavirus. The next day, Lam Won sought a divorce. But she remarried Tang after he threatened to kill their sons. He also kneeled before Lam Wu in remorse, pledging never to beat her again, Dolma said. The violence did not stop. Dolma said Lam Wu called the police at least twice after the March attack, but each time they refused to intervene. The police said it was our family matter and didn't do anything about it. They came to take a look and left. In May, Lam Will filed for another divorce at the local court and sought refuge with relatives while she waited for a ruling. It was during this time that Tang, looking for his wife, entered the souvenir shop where Dolma worked and punched her, fracturing her face. She was hospitalized while Tang was called briefly into the police station and walked out a free man. Our relatives went to the police station and asked officers to do something about this man, Dolma said. We told them someone could be killed if it continued like this. But they didn't take it seriously. I don't know what the police were thinking. Lamwell rejected the court's offer of mediation services and, on June 23rd, more than a month after she sued, she was granted a divorce. The judges also gave custody of her two sons, then aged 12 and 2, to their father. But he is your husband. The dismissive attitude encountered by Lam Wo would be familiar to many victims of domestic abuse in China who have gone to the police for help. Researchers say it is much rarer for police in China to intervene in domestic violence cases than in developed countries like the United States. And when they do get involved, Chinese police tend to take a mediating role instead of arresting perpetrators. Kim Lee Perhaps China's most famous survivor of domestic violence went through a similar ordeal to Wu when she sought help from a Beijing police station in 2011. Li had a bleeding ear, swollen nose, and bumps on her forehead when she told police the violence had been inflicted by her then celebrity husband, Li Yang, founder of the popular Crazy English Language Program. She recalled to Inkstone that a female officer, upon learning her husband's identity, told her, He is a good person you are also good. When Lee asked the police to make a record of her injuries, she said they replied, but he is your husband. Lee turned to China's burgeoning social media community, posting on her Weibo throughout her long search for justice, from the hours waiting at police stations, through the year-long divorce proceedings, to eventually winning compensation and custody of her three daughters. At a time when domestic abuse was seldom discussed in public, Li's genuine and direct criticisms of her ex-husband and of China's law enforcement made her both a voice and an inspiration for many Chinese women who were suffering in silence. Now a marriage license is the license to beat a woman, she complained in 2012, before her divorce was finalized. China needs you. China needs domestic violence laws, she wrote on Weibo. In 2016, Four years after Li's photos of her bruises made national headlines, China enacted an anti-domestic violence law that explicitly bans physical and psychological abuse at home. Police are also required to investigate, collect evidence, and help victims. Feminists cheered the legislation as a victory and an important step forward in protecting China's 682 million women. For Li, it was a relief at least providing women a rope to cling to when they needed help. In December last year, Lee posted on Weibo that she had forgiven her ex-husband, attracting criticism that it was sending the wrong message to other victims. But she deserved to move on, Lee said. All anyone ever associates me with, asks for my opinion about, or even knows about me, is that my husband beat me, and I publicly spoke out about it. I was just exasperated, she said. The fight to eliminate it should not have to rest on any survivor's shoulders. The attack. Lamwo posted her last video from her room, just after returning from a trip to the mountain. She wore traditional clothes and cheerfully lip-synced to a Mandarin song about the hospitality of Tibetans. It was after 8 p.m. that evening, and Lamwo was doing a live stream in the kitchen when Tang arrived out of the blue on a motorbike, according to Dolma. Lamwo's father and brother-in-law, who planned to return to the mountains early the next morning, were sleeping in another room. They were woken by Lamwo's screams for help and, rushing to the kitchen, found her doused in a pungent liquid. As they ran for help and to call the police, the house caught fire, Doma said, followed by a blast. Lamwo was rushed to the hospital with burns to 90% of her body and fell into a coma. Later that night, Tang was arrested on suspicion of murder, according to an online statement issued by the Jinchuan County Public Security Bureau. He had burns on 45% of his body, according to Chinese news outlet Gu Yi. When reached by Inkstone, an officer at the Public Security Bureau declined to answer questions about Tang's case or Lamwe's previous reports of domestic violence. Doma said her sister's life could have been spared if the police had acted differently. They could have given him a warning, she told Inkstone, not to mention detention. Dolma and her father have been staying at a temple during Lamwo's funeral, which lasts 49 days in the Tibetan Buddhist custom. If they could just educate him, the situation would not be like this, Dolma said. Public outrage. The Chinese government says it firmly stands by gender equality and the protection of women from discrimination and violence. Just one day after Lamwo's death, President Xi Jinping told the United Nations Conference that China was committed to eliminating discrimination and violence against women, and supporting women in building their own colorful lives. But Lan case, and many other recent reports of women killed by their intimate partners, show the goal is still far from reality. According to the United Nations Annual Global Homicide Study, women are much more likely than men to be victims of intimate partner homicide. Among 87,000 recorded deaths of women and girls resulting from intentional homicide worldwide in 2017, 34% were killed by their intimate partners. China has no official data on intimate partner homicide. Inkstone's examination of public court records shows that in September and October 2020, at least 87 people were convicted of murdering or attempting to murder their current or former intimate partners, including 73 men and 14 women. The World Health Organization estimated in 2016 that 30% of women globally suffered physical abuse from their partners at some point in their lifetime. The median estimate for China was 36%. Some have called Lan Wu, whose story went viral online, a perfect victim. She was financially independent and had tried time and again to seek help and escape from her abuse of marriage. Her experience has led many Chinese women to conclude that the abuse which is so prevalent is caused, not so much by victims' reluctance to speak up, as by the refusal of institutions to offer help. Again and again, calls for help were ignored because it was seen as a family affair, a Weipo user wrote. This kind of law enforcement provides infinite connivance for domestic violence. Only more people will be harmed as a result. Activists and survivors have expressed shared pain while reflecting on a patriarchal culture, including a common belief that a husband is entitled to inflict harm on his wife. That exerts a strong influence, both in the domestic sphere and within law enforcement. A volunteer who has been assisting victims of domestic violence for five years said some police officers she'd met had never even heard of the 2016 anti-domestic violence law. Police officers think fights between couples are family matters, not their business, said the volunteer, who is based in Xi'an, in the northwestern province of Shanxi, and prefers to be identified by her English name, Hope. Even when the couple fight in front of them, they will pull them apart instead of making it a criminal case. Seeking justice Lam Mo's death devastated Kim Lee, the survivor and campaigner against domestic abuse. She said Lao Mo's case made her realize that having laws in place was far from enough. The belief that domestic violence should be dealt with inside a household had persisted and often prevailed over the law. Lee said she regretted writing about forgiving her own ex-husband because it could be used in a disingenuous way, feeding into the old narrative that officials should stay out of couples' fights. She said, as a public figure, she felt guilty for not doing more. I am starting to believe that culture is still stronger than the law, because in rural areas and other places where knowledge of the law is not that high, officers, the police, even doctors, still have the attitude yes, this is a family matter, she said. In America, a lot of women take it for granted how much freedom they have to protest, go to the street, to counteract. It is so much harder in China. Every step forward takes so much more effort than you might have seen that it does somewhere else. Women in China are increasingly willing to push back against the state when they feel their rights are being infringed. But these online protests rarely lead to changes offline. One of the most opposed laws requires a 30-day cooling-off period for couples applying to divorce. Feminist advocates say they will make it harder for domestic violence victims to end an abusive marriage. Officials argue the current divorce procedure is too simple and say the 30-day wait will reduce impulsive divorces, protecting the stability of marriages and families. Despite a strong backlash, the law is due to take effect in 2021. Lao death sparked renewed calls for reforms. A Weibo post calling for a hashtag Lao bill to protect women from similar violence was shared more than 211,000 times. But the hashtag, along with several others relating to the Tibetan woman, was soon censored. Kai Lin, an assistant professor with the University of California, Sacramento, who has studied the handling of domestic violence by police in China, said the Chinese state was committed to preserving family harmony to maintain social stability, even if it sometimes infringed on women's legitimate rights. But the attitude would be hard to sustain. As China's economy continues growing, women are asking for more protection of their personal freedom and security, Lin said. His research shows police in urban areas are more likely to intervene in domestic violence cases, possibly because of greater public interest and pressure. The imperative to hold on to family harmony is simply unrealistic and will become increasingly unrealistic for China, Lin said. Women are becoming more autonomous, and they will demand more. On the seventh day following Lamua's death, a significant occasioned Chinese funeral custom Several women's rights advocates put flowers, candles, and cards outside the Sichuan Provincial People's Hospital in Chengdu, where Lamuo was last treated. A 31-year-old Chengdu resident, who took part in the vigil, told Inkstone she believed not just the killer, but also the police, should be held accountable for Lamuo's death. She hoped the public outrage would pressure the authorities to change their practice. I don't want people to forget about her, she said. Declining to be named for fear of being punished for attending the event. I don't want to see Lam Wu's suffering leaving no impact in society. Her suffering would be in vain. On cards dedicated to Lam Wu, supporters left messages such as domestic violence is no family matter and harsh punishments for perpetrators. In front of the yellow chrysanthemums and heart shaped candles, many placed boxes of self heating dishes, red braised pork and stir fried peas. Treats Lao Mo might have enjoyed when she took a break from toiling away under the blue Tibetan sky.